0: Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined by just Joe Mason today. Joe Belden has some Thanksgiving plans. It is almost Sunday. It is Wednesday. We're recording a day early, so no... No reactions to the Thursday uh, the Thanksgiving games in this episode. However, we will go over our week 11 dogs and logs. We'll do some dynasty drop-in. We won't do start-sits just because Joe's missing. We can't do that without him. Um, but I want to check in. Joe Mason, what are you thankful for today?
1: What am I thankful for? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm very fortunate to have uh, – you know, great friends and family around me. Thankful for my dog. Thankful for my wonderful girlfriend Katie. She's over there in the corner, probably laughing at me. But uh, is she here every time? She's is not she always every there. Time. No, she's oh, sometimes man. she's doing other things or she's doing school work. But sometimes, she, <laughs> sometimes she'll listen in. But I'm also the thankful. Secrets for, out. Right. I'm thankful for three football games on Thanksgiving, so I'm pretty fired up. We, me and my friends, do like a like a DraftKings. Um, like, like tournament uh, every Thanksgiving, and we throw some money in the pot, and that's always fun because we get to
0: watch football all day and and see who had the best lineup. So it's always fun. Now, with that, can you have roster care like overlap, or is it everyone? Is it a snake draft? Yeah, you can have a. Usually, we do
1: one for like all three games, so we'll throw like twenty bucks in with like all ten of us, and then we'll do like the captain mode for every yeah. game after that for 10 bucks. So it's like 50 total. So, okay. um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Monitor it all day.
0: Yeah. Cause I had seen, um, somebody doing a format where you do a snake draft with the people that you're doing Thanksgiving with, uh, you have to fill all the positions for the three games that day. And then, I mean, you kind of have to do your scoring on your own, but it's not that hard because you can only have not six sure. people because, uh, it included a defense and there are only six teams playing. So, the cap is that, and they probably wouldn't be very good anyway if you did more because, with six, I mean, there's only six teams playing, so you got six quarterbacks right. that are starting, and any, anything more than that, you're like hoping that some backup gets in, which is not fun. Um, yeah, we do. Uh,
1: we do like tournament mode on on DraftKings. Okay. Like, Can so. I get on in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you and Belnder. So. All
0: right. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's see. What am I thankful for? I'm definitely thankful for my family, I'm thankful that we're all healthy heading into the holidays, I'm thankful I was able to see my family recently, I'm not going to spend time with my parents and my sister this Thanksgiving, however we did get to see them a little bit ago, and I'm thankful that I have Travis Kelsey in the Fantasy Footballers Listener League, and I'm in first place, things are looking good, I was looking at my lineup, the buys are almost done, we don't have any this week, Um, but... It's formidable. Jamar Chase is coming back. Gus Edwards hopefully is healthy. If yeah. I stay healthy in that league, I'm gonna be, as Andy Holloway said, the first repeat champion. And he said, don't blow it. So
1: you have Jamar Chase too.
0: I have Jamar Chase coming back, and I'm nine and two even without him. Ooh, man. Yep. I was looking uh, at my decisions this week, and because there's no buys at all, I like, I I'm I'm probably not even gonna be able to start Michael Carter. And I mean, with with Mike White starting this week, I. I think he'll be peppered with targets, but I've got Pollard and Gibson and I've got uh two flexes. If I might I might put Carter in for Chase. I don't know what his health is gonna be. So Yeah, that, that's a good problem, good problem to have. Good probably. problem to have, certainly. <laughs> righty, well, without further ado, I want to rag on Joe Beldner a little bit and talk about his sad Rondell story. Cause uh for those of you listening, you may have watched the Monday night game and in that game it was the Cardinals getting uh, the doors blown off by Joe Mason's 49ers. And uh, Rondell Moore entering the game. Joe Belner was hitting up the group chat saying he needed two and a half points from Rondell Moore to take a victory. And what happened on the first play was <laughs> Rondell lost six yards and got hurt. And so that that's just the way it goes sometimes in fantasy. And hopefully that didn't happen to you this week, but it kind of underscores that we can put all the preparation we want in and all it takes is a guy pulling his groin on the first play of the game, and it derails all your plans. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into week 12 by talking about week 11. Getting a little ahead of myself. Our dogs and logs from week 11. Who do you have, Mason? Yeah, so I'm going full,
1: like, super flex mode on this this episode. I got a quarterback in both my my dogs and log section, but uh, my dog for this week was Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, a little biased here being a 49ers fan, but he threw four touchdown passes against the, Carolina, um, the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico. And believe it or not, he actually has more fantasy points on the season than Tom Brady and has played in one and a half less games. So it's pretty impressive um, if you swooped him up. He's a pretty nice streaming option, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. So if you got him, I think you're pretty happy with how he's been doing. Uh, He's been a top 12 quarterback uh, four of the last six weeks, and his playoff schedule is at Seattle at home against Washington and then in Las Vegas week 17, and I'll be at that game in Vegas. I'm super stoked for that. So, uh, yeah, I think if you went late
0: round QB and you picked up Jimmy G off the waiver wire, I think you're, you're pretty happy with that. Absolutely, and I mean, for those that had Trey Lance, they probably scooped him as a speculative ad, hoping that maybe they'd find a the better option, but he's been a decent option. And I think it was a joke that I saw. It was like everyone who has uh, Justin Fields also has Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott went down week one, and people were like, oh, yep. let me scoop a quarterback. They grabbed Justin Fields. And so well, I mean, he was starters, actually right. he was really bad while, while Dak was hurt, and he didn't get better until... Dak was really pretty much back, but uh, same thing goes with, I'm sure most of the Jimmy G owners were Trey Lance. like yep. They rostered Trey Lance. They lost him, and they went and got his replacement, and it's mm-hmm. been good. Uh, my dog this week, it seems really obvious, but I just wanted to talk about him a little bit more. It's Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. The tight end, the undisputed tight end one on the season he just blows every single tight end right now out of the the ocean. Not just the water, out of the whole ocean. I just want to drop some stats for you. In half PPR, uh, Travis Kelsey is leading Mark Andrews by nearly 80 points on the season, and that's in total. Mark Andrews missed a game, but still, he's, <laughs> he's uh, over 6 points per game higher in average and half PPR than Mark Andrews. Like I'll give Mark Andrews a little bit of grace with the injury, he he like went out early in a game, he got hurt in a game, like that really kills his average. But regardless, Travis Kelsey has played in 10 games. How many of those games do you think he finished top three of the position, Joe? I'd say 90% of them. That is correct, nine out of 10 games. Wow he's finished as a top three tight end in half PPR. His worst game of the season was week two when he had 7.6 half PPR points and he was tight end 15. His floor has been tight end 15 and every single other week he's been top three, if not top one.
1: Pretty amazing. Like I just looked
0: at his points; he's scored seventy one percent more than Mark
1: Andrews. Like he's at one hundred and eighty eight and a half half yeah. PPR points, and Mark Andrews is at one hundred and nine.
0: I mean, we talk about positions in terms of like tight end one is the equivalent of the top twelve. So, like you have twelve people in your league. A tight end one is somebody that you start in one of those leagues. The tight end twelve right now in total points. I mean, can you guess it without looking? because believe it or not, he's been a top 12 option in 60% of games, but it's not been a lot of good scores. He's just been like mediocre top 12. That's Tyler Higbee. Everett is just outside the top 12. He would probably, he's higher than Higbee in points per game, but Everett did miss the last game. But Tyler Tyler Higbee has 67 half PPR points on the season. He is a tight end one by definition in total points. He has almost a th- like basically a little bit more than a third of what Kelsey has done in the same amount of games.
1: He, he has more points than Stefan Diggs the wide receiver one in half PPR.
0: Wait, in half PPR? I just figured that I was looking at that this week by, by point 2. I mean, he's got a I show that he's got 188 and a half and Diggs has 188.3. Oh, weird. I my data has 189.3 for Diggs, but I'll just have to double check that. But, yeah, he. I mean, if, if he's better than Diggs, then he's the third positional player that's not a quarterback in total points behind that's Austin wild. Eckler and Derrick Henry. He is the undisputed. He's not only a tight end one. He's the tight end one, and he's a wide receiver top three. A top three wide receiver option. It's just ludicrous. Everyone was calling. I mean, I'm not alone. I thought that he would be a little bit down from what we've seen he's getting older he's the only big option like he's the number one read in the offense so you thought okay like we'll try to shut down travis kelsey hasn't worked he's amazing as long as he's healthy i mean as long as anyone's healthy you say that but he's unstoppable and he he earned the touchdowns too he's not just gimmies. one of those touchdowns on on sunday night was like he ran down the sideline and and dodged some stuff and then it's just pretty, it's pretty flexed amazing. going in. He's just and having like, fun. He's taunting people on the way to the end zone. Yeah, we'll talk
1: about Kelsey more yeah. in the dynasty drop in. But yeah, I if you got Kelsey, it's it's pretty awesome. It's just such an yeah. advantage
0: because unlike some other years, like you could get him as a second rounder. Sometimes, I mean, previous years he's gone on the first, and I think the market kind of dictated that Andrews was the better guy. And so he was going before Kelsey in some. I mean, Kelsey was still going ahead of Andrews in a lot. But, I mean, <laughs> talk about Pitts and Kelsey were going in not that big of a different range. And Pitts has been an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. But enough about the big guy, Kelsey. My second favorite Kelsey, though, after Jason Kelsey, who was releasing a Christmas album with fellow Eagles players. Is he really? Yep. It's called the Philly special Christmas.
1: <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And uh, I like that.
0: And Jordan Mailata, the left tackle for the Eagles, is actually very good at singing. You'll have to check that out. Uh, who's your log this week, Mason?
1: Yeah, so I'm going with another quarterback. I got Jared Goff, Detroit Lions. He The last six weeks, he has not broken the top 12. Uh, especially in the last two weeks, he's been pretty bad for your team against Chicago and New York. and now he's got Buffalo this week uh, on Thanksgiving. So I, I think you need to move on from Jared Goff in one quarterback leagues. He was really good in the beginning of the year. You can go ahead and drop him and move on. the rest of his season, uh, his schedule does not look you know pretty favorable and there's just better options out there. but you know the Lions keep winning so, his job security, I think is pretty good right now. Um, I was always afraid in dynasty. If you owned them, that if, you know, the lions get a top five pick, they're probably going to, you know, draft a quarterback, but you know, they got the Rams pick. That could be a top five. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, move on from Jared Goff, pick up somebody
0: else on the waiver wire. All right. So that's Mason's log. I'm kind of wavering a little bit on who I want to talk about. Um, I'm leaning one way, but I think what I'm going to do is collectively talk about the Vikings' entire offense because each one of their best players at each position, you did start. Cousins likely was in the lineup. Justin Jefferson, absolutely in your lineup. TJ Hawkinson, in your lineup. Dalvin Cook, in your lineup. And none of those guys produced. They got blown blown out by the Cowboys. They scored three total points. I mean, goodness, I haven't done the math, but if you combined all their scores, did Brett Maher beat all those guys combined? Oh, let's, let's, let's find out. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty... sure. St- you do some math, but I mean, ho- like, do the best guy. You could throw Thielen in there probably. Hawkinson, Cousins, Thielen, Jefferson, Cook. What was their total? And then let's look at what Brett Maher did, which was like kick six field goals or something. And I don't play in a lot of leagues with kickers except for Scott Fishbowl. And uh, he single-handedly won me that matchup and got me into the Scott Fish Bowl playoffs. So I the one and only time I'll thank a Cowboys player that's not Tony Pollard. So if you combine Kirk Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook,
1: <laughs> Justin Jefferson, and TJ Hawkinson, that came out to 21.1
0: PPR points, which is less than 22 points from Brett Maher. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. Brett Maher outscored all the top position players and skill position players for the for the Vikings, and uh, that's pathetic. And it's not just like, I mean, if you look at the list. You got some stinkers. You got Saquon who didn't really do much, but I mean, they had to pass a lot. Miles Sanders has been disappointing the last two weeks. Cousins obviously did bad. Zach Wilson, I hopefully you're not starting him. The the guys who don't get a lot of passing work in negative games. Scripps, like Damian Pierce, Deontay Foreman, Michael Carter, the whole Jets were bad. But, like, all those Vikings guys you had in your lineup. And they lost you, probably, the matchup, if you weren't super lucky elsewhere. So that's my log of the week is the entire Minnesota Vikings offense. And now they're looking a lot more vulnerable after riding high into a 9-1 and record on a win against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed because I think I had
1: I had the Cowboys and Vikings as my like game of the week. I was all yeah. excited about it. I was pretty disappointed in the afternoon games when Red Zone was like, "Yeah, we're not even going
0: to show this game anymore. Like, there's there's no point." <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have Zeke or Pollard, even with the Cowboys' options, they scored 40 yeah. points and you weren't happy with. I mean, actually, Dak threw it to Pollard, so you were fine with Dak, but the receivers didn't do much at all. Yeah, I mean, C.D. Lamb's on here as one of the options. But let's see, do you want to talk about, let's talk about the pooper of the week. The rabbit pooper of the week, somebody I like to throw jabs at is Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. Since he came back from that horrific injury, good for him, absolute feel-good story, I think that bumped him up in people's hearts and minds, thinking, okay, this guy is going to be like a Hallmark movie of his return. And he's had two top 24 options or two top 24 weeks and six weeks and half PPR. He's averaging 7.3 points per game. He has no receiving upside. He's inefficient. And he has worse... Here's here's a like, reason to not be excited to have him in your lineup. He has a worse point per game average than Tyler Algier. Is that somebody you're really itching to put in your lineup? Mm-hmm. If you swapped them, if I gave you Algier stats... As Robinsons and Robinsons as Algiers do you think you want either of them in your lineup like if I blindly said here's the stats you want this guy
1: probably not no no
0: no the answer is no and Brian Robinson is getting by on volume which he does have in positive game scripts and the feel-good story
1: And it's amazing because i look at i just looked at antonio gibson the other day and i'm like he's so good he's still a top 15 running back and they barely are playing him like 50 percent of the snaps
0: well i mean gibson now has the mckissick role with more rushing attempts Mm -hmm. mckissick is not coming back yeah and so gibson is safe the rest of the way you don't have to worry because mckissick always would have like four or five targets and now that's antonio gibson Two-minute drill, Antonio Gibson. Yep. Like, no huddle situation, up-tempo, dumping it off, Antonio Gibson. you He gets, like, three screen passes a game where he just gets, like, 15 yards on him down the sideline. I love having him. I'm glad I never gave up on that guy. I'm yeah. stubborn. I'm too stubborn <laughs> to do that. I don't get a lot of trades done, and it's because I get take lock, and I go down with the ship. I'd rather go down with my ship than... Make a trade that I just beat myself up over for the rest of the off season. <laughs> it,
1: it's good to not overreact, and plus the, the talent's there, right, for Antonio yeah. Gibson. So, yeah, good call.
0: Like goodness me, I still have Elijah Moore rostered in the listener league.
1: I mean, Zach Wilson's <laughs> not the quarterback no, anymore. But, right? I mean So through
0: all of this, I yeah. kept him <laughs> just because I had traded for him, and I did not ever want to admit that I lost the trade. I traded Dallas Goddard for Elijah Moore and Dawson Knox. And, I mean, it's kind of a wash at this point because Goddard is hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I couldn't drop somebody that I traded for. I refused to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it helped that he was out some games. I could just throw him on IR. All right. So my honorable mention for Rabbit Pooper of the Week is Tyler Boyd. It's not because he's too bad. It's just disappointing that he had no top 24 weeks in the three games without Jamar Chase. So you're expecting him to fill some kind of role, and it just really didn't, it didn't come to, to pass. He had 7, 2, 7.2 points per game. So he's been in the top 12 in two out of 10 weeks. In the weeks that he is not in the top 12 at the position, he averages 7.2 points per game. And I think, I mean, when Jamar Chase got hurt, you're like, oh, Tyler Boyd's a huge buy. Like, I need to get that guy. He's going to be a stud each week. And it didn't happen. And I think that not enough people are talking about how uh, he really disappointed with Jamar out. And Jamar should be back soon.
1: Yeah, you probably missed your your cell window in Dynasty. Uh, With Tyler Boyd, I think it was a great opportunity to get like a second for him. And now you probably can't get a third. So, yeah, just hold on to Tyler
0: Boyd how old is Tyler boyd 27 28
1: yeah something something like that
0: yeah he's good at what he does but it's kind of been proven with chase out that he's not he's not a wide receiver two he's like a good wide receiver three and this yeah. as a second option he wasn't getting it done I mean Trenton Irwin had a touchdown
1: I saw that I picked him up in one league I was like screw it <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm just gonna pick him up <laughs> i saw him as like a dfs play, play and i was like who even is this <laughs> yeah
1: did he did he have a picture at all or no was it
0: just like i think so i mean he's like a white yeah. dude with long hair yeah <laughs> Alrighty. uh speaking of just the dude average joe champion of the week our guy naeem hines now of the buffalo bills some hype around him moving to that team, thinking he's going to do well. Negative 0.8 points. He had one rush for negative eight yards. I could have said Rondell Moore here, but that, I mean, he got hurt. Naeem Hines was healthy, and he got negative
1: 0.8. Why did they trade for him? I don't know what.
0: what I think they- I mentioned this. I think it's because they want somebody who can catch a punt mm. and, like, feel good that you're. Ne- it's not going to be some kind of Scary situation back there. Naheem Hines is a sure-handed punt returner. And so they're trying to win the Super Bowl, and they don't want to lose the Super Bowl because some unproven guy drops a punt. But if that's the case, I mean, put McKenzie back there or something. Right. Yeah. Alrighty. righty. So no Joe start uh, sick starts questions this week. However, we'll uh, ask you to put them in next week. We'll be back at it next week. Well, I did want to recap what we did last week cuz for accountability's sake. Uh Fantasy Receipts does follow me. I do not follow them back because I think they are oh wow. uh difficult. <laughs> <laughs> nice I just <laughs> I don't think that their hearts in the right place. I think you know that maybe I think that they have good intentions, but the people in their comment section most certainly do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for the, the purpose of accountability, last week we were asked, pick two, Higby, Pitzer, Donovan Peoples-Jones. That was the right call. We picked Higby and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, between Palmer, Zeke, Tony, and Joku and Burks, we had to pick two. We picked Palmer and Tony. Palmer was good. Tony got hurt, kind of bailed us out. I don't know what he would have done if he had stayed healthy, but Zeke did end up being the better play than Tony. And Burks played Thursday. Nobody had the confidence to put him in, even though he did well. And Palmer was great. We decided that before we knew that Williams and Allen were going to play, though, so we kind of got lucky with that. We probably would have changed our minds, to be honest.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Connor or Rondell Moore? Beldner and I picked James Connor. You picked Rondell Moore. I mean, Connor was better because of the Moore injury. Again, who knows what would have happened, but haha, Mason, you were wrong. I know. I like
1: I liked Rondell Moore. Like he just did really good the past several weeks, and it's a bummer he got hurt. He, he's gonna miss next week. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury came out and said he needs a week to rest. So that's a good plan.
0: It was a groin injury, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's tough. He's been having a good year. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. he wasn't a like a recurrence of Kiki, I and mean, we know a uh, Tutu Atwell.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll get me started on him. Who else? Uh, my, my, my friend's huge love touchdown. This guy, and I did, just like, don't understand.
0: Did you see um, in some of the tickers it was saying Chartarius at will? Really? I don't know, did, he, did he switch out of his tutu name?
1: I wonder Let's if that's like his it. real yeah, first look name. That up.
0: I'm assuming. I don't know where they would have got that from. But uh, the next question was Herbert or Burrow. And we kind of said, God bless you if you had to decide between those two. Belner had Burrow. You and I had Herbert. Both were good, but Burrow was better. Uh, Palmer in London. A lot of Joshua Palmer questions. We said Palmer. Palmer was better. Uh, Slayton or Van Jefferson? Uh, we said Slayton. Slayton was a wide receiver 22. Jefferson, wide receiver 49. Uh, Jets are 49ers. Beldner and, and me said Jets. You said 49ers. Based on the scoring that, I, that um, is used by DraftKings, Because there's a lot of different defense settings, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But the standard sleeper uh, defensive settings, they tied. So a wash there. We had Pacheco, Tony, or Higby. We said Tony, and we are sad because he got zero, but it was better than Ronald Moore. Uh, (laughs) Diggs and DPJ, we said Diggs just because, I mean, you don't bench Diggs for Donovan Peoples-Jones. They, I mean, DPJ beat him. He was wide receiver 13, but Diggs was only a couple points behind at 16. And Foreman, Tony, Gabriel Davis, and Alan Lazard. I said Gabriel Davis. Belner said Lazard, and you said Tony, sadly. Davis was the best. He wasn't the best. Like, he wasn't best as an overall play. He had only 9.3. But he was the most out of those four. Lazard followed him with 8.2. Foreman had 2.4. And Tony had a goose.
1: Yeah, I went too too much all in on Tony with our start sits and I did look it up, Tutu's full name uh full first name is uh uh Ch- Chaterius Atwell. So, yeah, so I yeah. think
0: maybe he's moving towards that a little yeah. bit of a Shaq Leonard situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says that's his nickname, Tutu. So
0: All right. Um I want to yeah, you see something on the show doc here. I'm going to push that a little bit towards the end and try to figure that out with you but let's talk about our matchups of the week it's thanksgiving we have a lot to be thankful for and i'm thankful that i don't have to watch this game that i'm going to talk about however i probably still will just to watch chaos ensue and so yeah what'd you say
1: just just because right just because watch
0: it so i mean my matchup of the week is Denver at Carolina. It has a 36-point over-under as of yesterday or two days ago. That might go down <laughs> because <laughs> Sam Darnold's now the starter. He was announced, and when I when I re- put this together, he wasn't announced as a starter. Denver is favored by 2.5. That might go up a little bit as far as they might be more favored. Um, the fantasy implications are terrible, but I want to watch the world burn on Sunday. So... Uh, I want to see how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I think I would take the under. It's the lowest over-under on the week, and it's probably going to be like 16 to 10. I mean, the over-under is 36. I don't see them hitting that.
1: Did you see the stat where it was like if Denver scored 18 or more points? Like if they scored exactly 18 points a game, they'd be like 9-1. and one. Like Yeah,
0: I saw that because their defense so, has been excellent. Yeah,
1: so I think you're spot on. I would I would take the under on this, on 36 points. So what is it implying? It's implying what 18? Okay, it's implying like 20 to 17 or something. 20 to yeah, basically. 19 to 16. Yeah. 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 I I don't think either one's gonna score more than 18 points. So yeah, I take the under.
0: Yeah, and uh, I saw this guy on TikTok. It was actually not on TikTok, but it was from TikTok. It was on Twitter because I get my best TikToks from Twitter and Instagram. I'm not hip. Oh, this is Uh, good. (laughs) There's a guy on TikTok who's tracking Russell Wilson's touchdowns every week compared with the bathrooms in his house. And much like Rita Oak, who has been drawing Jimmy G until he gets traded, I don't think this guy expected to be in week 11 still saying that Russell Wilson's house has more touchdown passes. I mean, more quantitative Bathrooms than touchdown passes. Uh
1: if you haven't watched that video, go look it up because I, yeah. <laughs> I was just cracking up when you said that, Derek. Because you see the look on the guy's face, he's like, I can't believe I'm here in week eleven <laughs> still doing this. And it's
0: a commanding lead. Yeah. He has seven touchdown passes, and allegedly the bat the bathrooms in Russell Wilson and Sierra's house, he has 12 bathrooms. So uh he still the bathrooms are still up 5 on the touchdown passes and i don't see much ground being gained in the touchdown department this week because as bad as carolina is they're good on defense like they only lost 13 to 3 to the the ravens yeah so well, they
1: they got some real good stars in yeah. carolina's defense like i like jc horn a lot um yeah
0: brian totally burns agree.
1: yeah brian burns oh yeah really good uh, defensive end
0: Luke Key I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, and then I mean I was wondering at first who was going to be a quarterback for Carolina and it's Sam Darnold so we'll see if he sees any ghosts this weekend uh, although Halloween is over and uh, what is Denver doing at running back they they cut Melvin Gordon I mean like Chase Edmonds is hurt and so Latavius Murray against all odds is a starting running back again in the NFL backed up by Marlon Mack
1: mm-hmm. And Mike Boone, right? Is he still? There? I don't know if he's
0: – I think he might be hurt still. Hmm. If not, I mean, Marlon Mack is – I think he was signed to the active roster. So uh, good luck to you if you're a Carolina and Denver fan, if you're really keyed in on the result of that game because it's going to be disgusting.
1: Yeah, what's the deal with Melvin Gordon? Is he just, like, fumbling a lot? or? I, I don't
0: think surprised. they really said why. They just kind of said it. I mean, I don't know if you follow Drake uh, Jordan, who's like a fake account on Twitter. He's like a parody high-stakes fantasy football player. Mm. He, um, he tweeted that Melvin Gordon got cut because he was blasting Future in the oh, locker room. I saw that. that was and funny. Melvin Gordon quote tweeted it and said, like, nah, this is Cap. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, Melvin, like, this is a joke account. But plenty of people oh, believed it because if, if it got onto your feed, that you're just following nfl news like mm-hmm. they think oh this guy's a lot of followers and he's saying that's kind of like three-year letterman guy
1: it's pretty amazing he he had six straight years of eight or more touchdowns and now just fell off the map man running backs they just they decline real quick in, in dynasty it's pretty, pretty i mean amazing. unless you're
0: latavius murray yeah like, live, latavius murray's more 32 more years old, old. He is 32 and he's just still kicking. Yeah.
1: Like I'm pretty sure Todd
0: Gurley is 27 still.
1: Man. Yeah.
0: Isn't that unreal? Let's that's, see. That's Todd crazy. Gurley is 27 years old.
1: Wow. I do, wow. Man, his knee went bad quick. Wow.
0: That dude was so good. Oh my god, I loved I loved watching him. Yeah. He was electric. Latavius Murray, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but God bless him. I mean, he went for $50 in one of my leagues this week. $50 yeah. a fab on Latavius Murray.
1: I think the footballers are talking about him. I think Jason's right. He's going to have a role. He's going to be, you know, at, at the running back position, sometimes you don't care as long as they're no. getting t- touches, right? I won leagues All with Sony
0: care. Michelle last year.
1: Yeah, I Sony like Michelle that one year with CJ Anderson, right? I think on, on was it the Panthers? Like he took over. He just like I mean Deontay
0: Foreman early yeah. when they traded CMZ. Yeah, they, I mean these are guys that are like replacement level more or less. But if they're the only guy, then they get the opportunities. What's your matchup this week though, Mason?
1: Yeah, mine is the Las Vegas Raiders at the. Uh, Seattle Seahawks it's right now the over unders 47 and a half Seattle's favored by three and a half. Uh, there's a little bit of forecast at rain. Uh, so just keep your eye on that might, might impact the, the passing game a little bit. Uh, but you know, car for your quarterbacks, carr's a pretty good, solid weekly streamer. He's always got top 15 upside every week. Uh, Gino's been solid all year. I mean, if you got him, you're, you're starting him most likely he's QB seven on the year. And then, you know, your running backs, Jacobs and Walker have been awesome. They're in your lineup Uh, for the Seattle receivers. Vegas is not really good. So Metcalf and Lockett, you're both playing those guys. Devontae Adams is in your lineup for Las Vegas and Mack Hollins is a good streaming option with, you know, Waller and Renfro, both on IR. Uh, Hollins is going to be on the field, probably the whole game for, for the Raiders. He's going to get a good share of targets. And, Foster Moreau had a bad game last week, but I think he's going to bounce back against Seattle this week, and I am not touching Seattle tight ends. I feel like it's just a coin toss if it's going to be, you know, Noah Fant or uh, Will Disley.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I would not want to be deciding between the two Seattle tight ends this week (laughs) or any week for that matter. Quite frankly, I don't want to be deciding between any tight ends besides Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson. I mean end list? Like (laughs) Schultz? I mean Schultz didn't do much last week either. Mm -hmm. Hawkinson didn't do that much. I mean, like, who are the top 12 tight ends this week? Let's see. Kelsey Kittle. Oh, Kittle. Hooper was three. Juwan Johnson again. Yeah. Three top twelve options in a row, and wow, yeah, Friermuth was fifth.
1: Yeah, the Mute's been pretty good. His dynasty value is definitely going up. He's a pretty, and also Kenny Pickett's looking like halfway decent now. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing
0: from from Fryermuth. Okay, so let's talk dynasty, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You so, are the guru. Uh, My question yeah, for you today, what would you pay for Travis Kelsey?
1: Yeah, we were talking about Kelsey earlier. Just to give everybody the the lowdown on Kelsey, he is 33 years old. Um, no signs of slowing down yet. He's been awesome, right, like we were just talking about. But just to give you a comparison, like Tony Gonzalez played till he was 37 tight ends have like a much longer shelf life than you would think. Um, And in Tony Gonzalez's 2013 season, he had 83 catches for 859 yards and eight touchdowns. So that's pretty awesome for a 37 year old player. Um, But yeah, Kelsey, I mean, it really depends on, on the team you're trying to get him from. My guess is that whoever has Kelsey is probably a playoff contender. Uh, if you got lucky, like me, I, I did actually just straight for him before last week. And the guy who offered me Kelsey, he actually offered me Kelsey in like a package with a bunch of players for like, I have Swift. He wanted to give give me like Kelsey and Camara and some other players for like Swift and some other people. And I just didn't really want to move from on from Swift. And he's like, all right, well, can I give you anybody? And I was like, I want Kelsey. And we ended up agreeing on Pat Fryer-Muth. Donovan people's Jones and a future second round pick for Travis, Kelsey. And I, I, I felt comfortable getting rid of Friar because I already had Kittle and Hawkinson. So my tight ends are pretty stacked <laughs> actually. Jeez. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I want to, I, I let me get Kelsey. Like I'm currently the fifth seed. I have a really young team. I would love to get Kelsey. And if he ends up, you know, pooping out next year, which I don't think will happen. I think he'll play for, he'll still provide high, he'll, he'll still be high quality for the next couple of years. Um, like, so I decided to, to acquire him for that. So I would be comfortable moving a younger tight end and a second round pick for Kelsey. There if, you go. Uh, but you have to, you know, you, you gotta be in the right uh, trade negotiations with the right team who's trying to move on from Kelsey.
0: My next question for you is, the last 2 weeks we've been on a real roller coaster ride with Kadarius Tony. Starting with, okay, he's on the Chiefs now. Oh, he's not actually hurt anymore. Oh, he put up 17 points. Oh, he's going to do really well. Michael Hardman are, is out and Juju is out. And then now he's hurt too. Does it I mean, is this guy worth the headache long term or is every single week you put him in your lineup? a risk that he's going to pull a hamstring.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a bummer because he looked like he was going to be like the new wide receiver one on the team with Juju hurt. And like you said, we had Harvin out, but yeah, I'm just not sure, man. These, these hamstrings uh, are just, it, it just sucks when there's finally an opportunity and they get hurt, but he, he's just had injuries you know, holding him back the first two years. I am am probably going to move on from Tony where I have him as soon as he comes back healthy and has a good game. I think I'm going to just move on from him. Uh, you know, he was going for probably a second round pick during the offseason. That's That's probably what I would be okay moving on, you know, moving him for right now. But I think you can wait and maybe get a get something else for him, maybe a little bit more if you waited, like I said, and wait till he gets healthy and has a good game and then flip him right when right when that happens.
0: Okay. My last question for you for Dynasty Drop In is with the news that Zach Wilson is benched for Mike White this week, one, are you holding Zach Wilson because he has no value? And two, if you're desperate to get rid of him, what could you even get at this point? Let's talk super flex. Cause yeah. one QB, I'm assuming you're gonna get like is like literally nothing.
1: Yeah, probably nothing in one quarterback. Superflex, if you if you're just like, I'm done with him, I need to do something else, like move on. You could probably get a second for him. But starting quarterbacks are valuable. He's still really young. He's obviously got some growing up to do but what Robert Sala said is that this is not the end of his tenure as the Jets quarterback. Like he needs to reset, you know, he's shown some promise, but he's got a lot of games where he has done almost nothing like he did in the second half of the game this weekend. So uh, yeah, I would, if you have Zach Wilson, just hold on to him, but yeah, he's got to learn how to read the field and, and make some better throws because he, he's been, I think, the one item that's holding back this this Jets team right now.
0: There you have it. There is Joe Mason's take on Zach Wilson. To close out the show, I actually had the idea already when you brought up the DFS thing, but I want yeah. to do a little head-to-head snake draft with you of the Thanksgiving games. We'll figure out the scoring after the fact and report back on it. Heck, yeah. Uh but I'm going to make it easy on you because you're going to be able to see who we have to choose from and some projections that have been provided. So I'm going to give you the first pick. We need to fill. Um, let's see. How many roster spots do you want to do?
1: You want to do a, a QB, two running backs, two receivers,
0: the tight end flex defense kicker. We'll skip kickers. Okay. Uh, So quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end flex defense. The Uh, world is your oyster. We've had no preparation time for this, and you are on the clock. Let's go. I'll go with Justin Jefferson. All right. It's a snake draft, so i got to pick the next two. And I'm going to take Saquon and Diggs nice all right I'll
1: take give me a uh, CD lamb uh, and it's tough. Uh, to get tough it does start to get tough um
0: because there me, becomes some strategy here yeah you' taking take, two wide receivers I'll take Josh Allen okay so you're take you're you're just hedging my wide pass. receiver one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple of pass the scoring settings here. We'll do, like, standard half PPR. It's, like, 20 yards per point. Like, we'll just look at the sleeper settings <laughs> uh, for half PPR. However, um, next that I'm going to pick is, goodness, I really want to take Tony Pollard, and I'm taking Tony Pollard. Because that dude was a wide receiver. I mean, running back won last week. And I think that his dominance continues against the Giants tomorrow. And so the Saquon Pollard showdown is in my lineup. And I will also take Hawkinson.
1: Mm. I'm going to go Ramondre Stevenson with my first running back. And I don't think Dalvin Cook's been picked yet, right? Yeah, so I'm going to go Dalvin Cook.
0: Yep. All right, so you have, just to recap, you have two receivers, a quarterback, two running backs. So you need a tight end, a flex, and a defense. And I have two running backs, a receiver, and a tight end. And I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown from the Lions and pair him in my flex with. Goodness, this becomes tough let's uh let's neutralize your quarterback with gabe davis nice
1: okay so let's go with oh. i will take uh... <laughs> let's see i need a defense a tight end and the flex huh? Um yeah.
0: ten seconds. <laughs> give me
1: uh I'll take Jacoby Myers. Okay. And give me
0: So that's your flex. Now you me, need a tight end and a
1: defense. I'll go Dawson Knox to Knox. get the stack okay. with Yeah. With, uh, Josh All right.
0: so I need a quarterback and a defense my quarterback is going to be ah oh man let's see I'm gonna take Dak Prescott <laughs> and my defense I'm looking at matchups and it's like the Cowboys defense is just so good in, in fantasy and so I will take, against my best judgment, instead of the Buffalo Bills or the Patriots, I'm going to take the Cowboys defense. Okay. I'm going to go with Buffalo. All right, there you have it. So your lineup is Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Ramondre Stevenson uh, in the running back positions, Jefferson and Lamb at wide receiver, Jacoby Myers in the flex, Knox in tight end, and the Buffalo defense. I have Dak Prescott, uh, Tony Pollard, um, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Gabe Davis in my flex, Hawkinson at tight end, and the Cowboys defense. I'll tell you one thing. We're going to be putting up some points with these lineups. Oh, yeah. We'll check in with that next week. Thanks for listening for this uh, early week episode. Have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. We miss Joe. We'll have him back next week. And uh, you've been listening to the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. Enjoy some time with your family. Enjoy some turkey. And uh, enjoy your Week 12 (laughs) matchups.